Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1,273. Tomorrow's another day, and you can win tomorrow. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, calling in from Charlotte, Kyle Petty. Hey, Kyle, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? For sure, man, for sure. All right, always ready. Kyle Petty is an auto racing icon, a champion of philanthropy, and one of the most popular personalities in NASCAR. The son of NASCAR champion Richard Petty and grandson of NASCAR pioneer Ali Petty, Kyle followed in their footsteps starting his 30-year NASCAR career as a Sprint Cup driver in 1979 at the young age of 19, before he also became an owner and media commentator. In 2004, Kyle and his Petty family opened the doors to Victory Junction, a camp created for children with chronic or life-threatening illnesses in honor of his late son, Adam Petty. For the past 25 years, Kyle Petty has hosted hundreds of NASCAR fans, drivers, and motorcycle enthusiasts on his angel annual Kyle Petty charity ride across America. The ride travels cross-country each spring to raise funds and awareness for Victory Junction, and this is unbelievable. To date, the ride has raised more than $18.5 million for children with chronic illnesses and is the most successful event staged by any person in the NASCAR family. Kyle, you are an amazing guy. I have told our listeners a little bit about you. Before we jump into the questions, Would you take a brief moment, share just a little bit more about your career, your passion for automobiles, motorcycle, and racing? Man, you you pretty much covered it all. But, you know, obviously, like you said, my my grandfather raced, my father raced. I grew up in a race family and and a family that that had race cars. And and the thing was, we grew up in rural North Carolina. And I like to tell people all my neighbors were dairy farmers and chicken farmers and cow farmers and, and tobacco farmers. And we just happened to raise race cars. So we were race car farmers. That's what we did. And followed in my dad's footsteps and my grandfather's footsteps and had a son that came along, Adam, that came along and raced. But, um, you know, that's all I've ever known. That's all I ever wanted to do was, was drive a race car and, and, and sat in a steering wheel. I tell people all the time, when I was a little boy, I dreamed of dreamed of, uh, of sitting in a, in a seat, hanging onto a steering wheel, racing Richard Petty and David Pearson and Bobby Allison and guys like that. I didn't dream about all the stuff you had to do to be able to do that. <laughs> uh, but I, I dreamed about just the driving part. But, you know, obviously, I uh, had a decent career. I uh, ride a lot of motorcycles, try to help some kids at camp, like you mentioned. And that's pretty much where I'm still at. Just uh, I run my mouth on TV now. That's how I make a living. <laughs> well, the dream does come true. No doubt there was a lot of hard work. And we're going to learn a lot more about you as we roll through this talk. But first, I always like to ask my guests for a success quote or a mantra. This is some kind of saying that has great meaning for you. It's a really nice way to get the inspirational tires smoking here on Cars Yeah. So, Kyle, take the wheel. I, I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I think we always looked at it, and I, I always live by this. I won't say it's a, an inspirational quote, but it, but it's definitely the way we always live. You know, tomorrow's another day, and you can win tomorrow. And that's kind of the way we always work. On Sunday afternoon, if we came home and run second, or if we came home on a Sunday afternoon and run 35th, it didn't make any difference. Monday started another week and you were ready to go to the racetrack the next weekend and you had an opportunity to win again. It was never over, just a continuum. 
You know, this is really interesting to me because one of my, uh, one of the guys I love to follow in racing or followed in racing is the late Ayrton Senna. And he had a quote that I always think attributes well to what you just said into racing and to all of life. And that is the past is just data. I only see the future. And I've interviewed hundreds of race car drivers. And that seems to be a way they go through life is they, they get up, they prepare, they get in the race, and then they're always looking forward. That's why the windshield's bigger than the rearview mirror, right? Yeah, that's a fact. And you can't change. You can't change the past. That's it. You can learn from it. You can't change it. But you you can change the future. You can have an effect on the future. So, again, man, it's another day and you can win the day. Well, and that's a lot having to do with your philanthropic operations. And we're going to talk about those in a minute. But it relates really nicely to that as well. Because what happened to somebody in the past or whatever ills that have affected them you can only affect today and tomorrow and the future. And that's a lot what you guys do. So this whole this whole mantra you have works very nicely with your life, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It, it really does. It has, you know, with, with the Calcutta Charity Ride, being able to go out and, and ride motorcycles and raise funds. But with Victory Junction Camp, it's definitely that way. You know, for, yeah. for these kids that come to camp, you know, tomorrow is a better day. Tomorrow is a better place. And uh, look forward. Don't look backward. As you said, you know, look out the, the windshield, not in the rearview mirror. Yeah, I love it. You're a great inspiration. Well, let's go back in time. Now, you grew up in a family where you were almost, well, you were destined to be behind the wheel. And I always ask my guests to share a story that instigated that personal passion. You know, some people grow up in a family, race car drivers, they don't want to be a race car driver, but you did. So is there a pivotal moment when you think back in your life, when you said to yourself, by golly, I'm going to drive race cars? You know what? I don't think there was a pivotal mo- pivotal moment. I, I don't. I don't. I can't remember a time that I didn't want to be a race car driver. Um, <laughs> I, I think that's that's the way I look at. It. And and I tell this story, and I've told this story before. When we were, my sister is a year younger than I am, and then and my younger sister is, is five years younger than I have another sister that's younger. But it was mainly just Sharon and I when we were four, five, six years old. And I never remember, even that far back, at five or six years old, I never remember going to a racetrack that on the way back, we didn't have to make, make room for a trophy. You know what I mean? I always remember wow. the trophy sitting in the back seat between us. And and yeah. those are my early memories. And I would think to myself when I was five or six years old, I want one. I want, I want to get me one of these. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? And, 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 yeah. and so for me, I think that's the moment when you look at that trophy and you say, that's what this is all about. I didn't see a paycheck. I didn't see cash. I saw a trophy. I saw yeah. that my dad was the best there was at the racetrack that day. And that's what it was all about was winning that trophy. And like I said, I can't remember a time that I didn't want to be a race car driver, but I do remember times when all I wanted was to win that trophy. That trophy. Well, that's a nice goal to see there, especially when you can touch it and feel it and smell it and go, wow, I see all the work that went into achieving this, what it took. That is a really cool story. I love that story. That's great. Setting goals. Well, you've picked a career that was fraught with ups and downs, my friend. Racing uh, one weekend, you're on the top. The next weekend, who knows where you are? You could be in the wall. I would love for you to share a very big challenge or even a big failure that you faced along the way. But more importantly, what did it teach you to help you move forward? You know, I, I think there are a couple of challenges. I, I think the first one prepared me for the second one in a mm-hmm. lot of ways. In, in 92, we had just signed a brand new sponsorship deal with Coca-Cola. And I, I, I broke, was in an accident at, at Talladega and, and had a compound fracture of my left femur uh, and, and crushed my hip. And I was going to have to set out. 
Uh, I thought I was going to have to set out the whole season. And, and I think that, that laying on that stretcher, knowing my leg was broke, knowing uh, this is a serious break. This was not just I broke right. my ankle and back in next week uh, that I was going to have to have surgery. Um, I, I think all I could think of was, oh, my gosh, man, I'm not going to be able to drive a race car. And I, I think going through the therapy, going through all that, it really, for the first time, even though I said earlier uh, that I had dreamed about being a race car driver my whole life, I don't think I realized how precious an opportunity it was to be a race car driver, how fortunate I really was. And it gave me a totally different pers- perspective on something that I truly loved and something that I truly cared about. I wasn't going to be able to do it. And and I may never be able to do it again. I didn't know what, what was going to end up. So I, I think, you know, coming through that and then having that opportunity to get back in a race car gave me a totally different appreciation for driving, a totally different appreciation for the sport and, and what it meant to be able to get in a car and drive and to win races and to do good. Then later in 2000, when my oldest son was killed in a racing accident, and, and I said earlier, like I said, I think the first prepared me for the second is once the second one happened, when Adam was killed, I looked at it and I thought, you know what? It, this sport is, it has two sides. It has two sides for sure. But at the same time, I knew how much that I love this sport, how much my dad loved this sport, my granddad loved this sport, and how much Adam loved. And, and, and he was seeing it for the first time. So I looked at it and I thought, you know what? You can't be mad at the sport. You can't be upset with the sport. You can't be upset with what it, what it has done. You just have to appreciate it for what, it's, what it is and love it for what it is. And I think going through the first thing helped me not be bitter. Help me not turn my back on the sport the second time when, when Adam's accident happened, because I'm afraid if something, if I was not in that position, you probably wouldn't be talking to me now. I would have turned around and walked away from it. But looking back on it, I think they both go hand in hand. Wow. Well, those are some powerful words. And I know it's a while ago, but again, my sincere condolences for a loss. I can't even imagine. Was that loss of your son, uh, I know it can't be made better, but in a way, you must. The outreach of your fans must have been overwhelming. Oh, you know, it's it's crazy. It, it was beyond overwhelming. I, I said it then, and I'll say it now. Some of the condolence, the, the the cards that I got, some of the letters that I got, some of the notes I received, I felt bad for the people that wrote them because they, I almost felt like they had lost a child. Well, they had they lost had. someone. They had. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really touching, and, and it gave you a little bit different perspective to think, oh, my gosh, you know, you think you just go out there and you ride around in circles and you, you entertain, but, but these people have a connection to, me, to you uh, yes. and a deeper connection than you could have ever imagined. And I, I think that was very eye-opening for me and, and for my father and for our whole family when, when we shared a lot of it, that, that you did have that, that effect on people. Well, the racing world is a big family indeed. And for those of us who follow icons like you and your family, we feel, and, and you may understand this, but we feel like you're a friend, you're your family. We know you, and I know we don't, but you're such an integral part of our lives and you bring so much joy that I'm sure that helped you quite a bit. And, and back to that, that accident you had, there's a great song back from, I think it was from the sixties. You don't know what you got till it's gone. I think it followed yeah. up with Take Paradise and Put Up a Parking Lot, but not to trivialize what happened to you, but 
I think you're right. And that's why embracing today, embracing what you have today, hugging your children, your family, your father, your mother, taking that moment is so important because these things are fleeting and they can pass. But I appreciate you sharing a two very personal sides to your family. Absolutely brilliant. And what you've done and gone on to do with Victory Junction in Adam's name and the Kyle Petty Charity Ride. We're going to talk about that in a minute, but but let's go back to your first really special vehicle. Now, this could be the first special car you bought for yourself, could be the first car you actually raced that was really special for you. But take us there for a moment and share a memory you have about that ride. Oh, my gosh. Okay, we had 16. I ended up with the, really the first car I had was uh, was a 69 Charger. Um, okay. I had an uncle, um, my uncle Randy. He was my mother's brother. That's story, sorry. Uh, he was killed at Talladega on pit road. Uh, and a pit oh, road accident. No. Uh, oh, wow. So I ended up with his car about six months after that. We decided we were going to change it all around. So uh worked on it over at the race shop. I was about 15 years old. Those guys helped me chop and channel and cut and, and do things. My my uncle put a set of heads on it and put a cam in it for me. We lowered that thing to the ground. It looked like a cup car. We cut the fenders and made it look like a like a NASCAR, like a, like a cup car at the time. We had, uh, they were building the interstate. Uh, building the brand new bypass real close to where we lived. And I have to say that, <laughs> that it was closed. So we would go out on the interstate and run it. And this thing had 160 miles an hour on the speedometer. And you could peg the speedometer on this. Oh, thing. My gosh. Run, oh my gosh. You could run it up to 160. And, and listen, I was 15 and a half years old. So I was, I was young and just running <laughs> this thing screaming. I will tell wow. you this. In, in the days of now when we measure carbon footprints and we, we check all that stuff, I was getting about four miles to the gallon in this thing. I am going to take that. Oh, my that. gosh. Definitely yeah, I'll that. bet. <laughs> it had that 383 in it, but I had a set of heads and I had a cam in it, and this thing would mortally fly. I can't, yeah. I can't even even begin to tell you. So that is my that was my first car and, and one of my fondest memories. Oh, wow. What a wonderful memory. Thanks for taking us there. I mean, it sounds like an old country western song heading down the interstate in my 69 Charger. The road's yeah. not open, but I'm still wide open. Uh, yeah, yeah, I love it. That, that's great. Very fun. Well, how about seller's remorse? A lot of my guests have let the car go they wish they had back. I bet you've let a bunch of cars go you wish you had back. But is there one that stands out in your mind? You know what? Not really. I never let cars go. I, I, oh, well, there I, you go. <laughs> car, yeah, cars check in. They just don't check out. They don't um, check out Hotel California. <laughs> yeah. No, I still, listen, still got the charger. You know, wow. Here's, here's the thing, and I, I will say this. I will say this. You know, my dad's got, got some old cars yep. and, and, and stuff because he's always kind of collected cars and done stuff. I've never been a big collector of cars, but I've still got that charger. And I drove a 50 Plymouth to school for a while, and, and we've still got it. It's in, it's in the museum over at, at Level Cross at my dad's museum. Because my yep. granddad raced the 50 planet. So it's over that. But you know what? It, it's funny because once we started, once I started driving a race car and all the manufacturers that you drove for, they would just send you cars, you'd drive them, and then you had to send them back. So you never got to keep any of them. Oh, you know what okay. I mean? whether, it was yeah. a, whether it was the Pontiac Trans Am or whether it was the Dodge Charger or the Vipers and the stuff that you had along the way. So I've had a lot of cool cars. I can't say that I owned a lot of cool cars. But I've had a lot of cool cars, so I still go back to the Charger, man. That Charger is still, it, it, it's tough to be. I'm so happy you still have that car. I was hoping that you would say that. Well, I would love for you to share a whole lot more with our listeners about Victory Junction, what that's all about, and also, of course, this Kyle Petty charity ride across America, which is just a brilliant idea. It's become huge. The ride is massive, so 
Let's start with Victory Junction and then go into the Kyle Petty charity ride across America. Yeah, Victory Junction came about, honestly, because but because of the motorcycle ride. It almost goes hand in hand. Adam and I had been to a camp in Florida called Boggy Creek. And at the time, it, it was part of Paul Newman's hole-in-the-wall gang group of camp. Oh, yeah. Under that umbrella. So we had been there for a fundraiser and done some stuff. And uh, we were doing our motorcycle ride at the time, the Kyle Petty Charity Ride. And we were stopping at different children's hospitals all across the country, basically making donations to hospitals to help families pay their bills. And and that's that's basically why we started the Kyle Petty Charity Ride was to help people pay their medical bills. So we went to this camp and Adam said, why don't we build a camp? And we were like, yeah, that sounds cool. You know, we kind of joked about it and laughed about it. Then we got serious about it. We started looking for property and looking around. And then Adam's accident happened. And when his accident yeah. happened, it was, it kind of put everything on hold. And I was very fortunate during that same period of time to be able to run a couple of sports car races with Paul Newman. And so after, after a couple of months thinking about it and just, just sitting, Paul and I talked a couple of times and he said, hey, you ever thought about building a camp? And I'm like, man, I can't believe you're even bringing that up. Yes, we have thought wow. about building. Yeah. And he said, well, I will send my guys down and, and talk to you. So he sent some guys down. They talked to us and we ended up building the camp. And to date, this is our 15th year uh, that we've been open. We've seen 30,000 children totally free of charge. And everybody that comes to camp comes to camp free of charge. And, wow. and we pay for everything. So that's, that's pretty cool. And, you know, and the camp started. And the camp started in 2004. Here we are 15 years later. The charity ride itself, as we started to build the camp, the focus began to, to shift from children's hospitals to bringing kids to camp and building a camp for them. Uh, yeah. The camp is a phenomenal place. We see a number of different disease groups. There's four children with chronic and life-threatening illnesses. We see craniofacial. We see gastrointestinal. We see certain forms of cancer and blood disorders. And these are illnesses that the, that the children will have their entire life. They, yeah. will, they will have to deal with this medical condition their entire life. So uh, to give them a place to come and hang out with other kids that have the same illness they do is really pretty cool. It's really pretty yes. cool. And to be around these kids, man, they put life in perspective. Uh, you think oh, you've yeah. had a bad day at a racetrack. Right. There's never been a bad day at a racetrack. You know, you, you just, it puts life in perspective and it's really, really a special place to be with these kids. You know, I've got goosebumps here, Kyle, because when you said 30,000 lives you've affected, and that's just the lives of the children, that doesn't include their parents, grandparents, brothers and sisters who see what this does for those kids and how it uplifts them and gives them a distraction from what they're dealing with, perhaps, and helps them uh, maybe face it in a different way. I, this is just absolutely spectacular. I, I mean, And it just, it just goes on and on. How can listeners reach out and help what you're doing? Yeah, listeners can go to victoryjunction.org if they would like to, to donate, donate their time. If they know a child that can benefit from this camp. We've seen kids at this camp because of the NASCAR connection and because of that people know uh, that we rode around in circles for a living for a while and, and did something. Uh, yeah. We've seen kids from all 50 states and from six foreign countries that have come to camp totally free of charge. So if you know a child, please go to the website and get in touch with with our medical director. We have a medical director there. We have full-time nurses. Uh, it's basically a hospital disguised as a camp. Or if you want to know nice. more about the ride, you go to uh, com and find out there. And they link back and forth. If you go to one, you can Find the other. Wow. Absolutely spectacular. I'll make sure I put links to that on Kyle's show notes page on the Cars yeah website. When does the ride take place? The ride this year takes place from uh, the 3rd of May 
to the 11th of May, I guess, yeah, 3rd of May to 11th of May. We are riding from Seattle, Washington to Key Largo, Florida this year. We've never done a ride. Yeah, we've never done a ride this long. It's almost uh, 3,800 miles. I think it's a little over 3,700 miles. It's nine days. Uh, We're coming down through Ontario, Oregon, then Provo, Utah, then over to Glenwood Springs, Colorado, down to Santa Fe, over to Childress, Texas, then from there to, to Streetport, Louisiana, to Pensacola, Florida, to Tampa, and then on into to Key Largo. So we've gone back and forth across the country a lot in 25 years. This is our 25th anniversary, but never from corner to corner. So we're really excited about it. Man, that's incredible. Well, up here in the Pacific Northwest, uh, I'll have to try to get up there to the start and watch you guys roll off. But you know, this is absolutely outstanding what you've done. Uh, kudos to you. And of course, I know it takes a team to pull hold this thing off. So to you and your team, but for the inspiration of starting this, uh, just absolutely spectacular. Love it. I love it to death. Well, Kyle, up next is the last lap. Before we put the pedal to the metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors who make this all possible. Everyone who knows me knows I'm really picky when it comes to my cars and keeping them looking new. I'm a huge fan of Covercraft floor mats. I've protected my vehicle with their products for decades. Want to keep your vehicle's interior looking new? It's easy with Covercraft floor mats. They will protect your vehicle's factory carpets from daily abuse, weather, pets, children, weekend adventures, and those everyday spills. It's a fast, easy, and stylish way to keep your vehicle looking new. Covercraft floor mats come in a wide variety of styles, materials, and configurations, all designed for maximum protection. In addition to Premier Plush and Berber Custom Floor Mats, you'll also find cargo liners, canine cargo area liners, dash covers, and sunscreens. Enhance your vehicle's looks while protecting the factory finishes with easy-to-install and easy-to-clean floor mats. Covercraft is the right choice. Learn more today at Covercraft.com and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. Are you looking for a way to get your products or services into the ears of thousands of automotive enthusiasts around the globe? I can help. This is Mark Green here at Cars Yeah, and I'd be honored to be an influencer and ambassador for your brand in a unique and personal way. Five days a week, thousands of subscribers and listeners enjoy the Cars Yeah podcast and website. Contact me today and I'll show you how at mark at carsyeah.com or connect with me through the Cars Yeah website at carsyeah.com. Hey, Mark Green here from the Cars Yeah podcast. Did you know you can now see me on the Cars Yeah TV show? That's right. Cars Yeah is now on MAV TV. I visit some of the past Cars Yeah guests and take you along for the ride. Go to MavTV.com to learn more where you can enjoy Cars Yeah TV. MAV TV is also available on DirecTV, Fubo TV, Fios by Verizon, or you can stream it through MavTV.com online. And they said I only had a face for podcasting. All right, Kyle, we are uh, close to the last lap I call here. But first, I have a very introspective question for you. This helps my listeners kind of see how you perceive yourself. If you woke up tomorrow and you were a car or a race car or a motorcycle parked in a garage, you would actually manifest it into this vehicle. What would Kyle Petty be and why? I'll bet you've never been asked that question. No, no. You know what? I'd probably be an old Chevy pickup truck. It's probably I love I, it. Probably, I love it. It's probably what I'd be. Not too fast, not too slow. You know, I can haul stuff around and still get it done. It's a lot of fun. It turns a few heads every now and then. 
And all in all, it's just fun to drive and, and hang out with. So I'd probably just be an old chick pickup. Ah, <laughs> oh, Kyle, that's what I love about you, man. You're a humble dude. That's very nice. That's great. Well, we are entering the last lap. This is a position you've been in many times. The white flag is out. You can see the checker in the distance. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So hold on. Here we go. What's the best automotive or racing advice you've ever received? And who was it from? You know what? Never give up. And I, I, from my dad, you know, even if yeah. you're a hundred laps down, man, it's not over until they throw the checkered flag. Never give up. Yep. Never give up. I love it. Would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes in life over the years? You know what? My personal habit is just hard work. And, and, <laughs> yeah. I, I, and, and I know that's crazy. I know that's crazy. But my dad, my dad used to always say this. If it's worth doing, it's worth doing right. So do yes. it right. Take a little bit yeah. longer. Do it right. And that entails hard work and attention to detail. So uh, that's a habit. Yeah. You know, you and I share wonderful fathers. My father told me years ago when I was a kid, he said, you know, if you're not the smartest guy in the office, you can always outwork the smartest guy. So just get up early, arrive before the boss, stay until the boss leaves and work your behind off. He grew up in a farm in Texas where they work very hard. So, uh, yeah, great advice from both our fathers. Now, how about a resource? Is there one in particular that you'd like our listeners to know about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can we can throw the cow petty cherry right at Victor Junction into that. That's that's about it. I, I, I'm telling you, man. For me, and and I will say this: and all the races, and all the championships, and all the things I've ever won or been a part of, there's nothing more special than helping other people. So I'm going to throw yeah. out Victor Junction Camp and the cow petty cherry ride. Kyle, I'm going to share a little secret with you. I get invited to be a keynote speaker uh, at different events. And what I talk about is this, what I've learned after 1,250 conversations. And the key thing I've learned, and I've learned a lot talking to great people like you, but the key thing I've learned, we as human beings are at our best when we are helping others. Whether we know it or not, that is when we are happiest in our hearts. You've discovered that. A lot of people are still trying to find it, but there you go. Bingo, my friend. Now, if I could arrange for you to have a drink with anyone in the automotive or racing industry, living or deceased, who would that person be? Golly, man. Henry Ford. Uh, there you go. I, I, yeah. I, I think I'd go all the way back to the very first race and the very first guy. And the guy that started the automotive industry as we know it today, to just try to pick his brain to see where that vision came from. Uh, yeah. Because, I mean, it is... All you got to do is look out the window anywhere you're at and you see the products of his labor in some way, shape or form. Yeah. Amazing guy. I'll tell you, he's the most requested person on this show when I ask that question. The second is another Ford guy, Carol Shelby. So, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd like to get them both in a room together. That'd be interesting. Yeah, for sure. That would be yeah. interesting. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, I'm sure you know old Carol Shelby, so he was quite a character. Uh, how about a book? Is there a book you've read that you think our listeners should crack open and read as well? That is a great question. I, I, and, and this is going to sound incredibly, I just, I just went back and, and this is what's on my, my mind right now is for whom the bells told by, by Hemingway. I have been going backwards in time and reading stuff that I should have read when I was in high school. Yeah. <laughs> and when well, good for younger, you. Good for you. Know so it fascinates me that to read books like that, to read Graham Greene, to read James Baldwin, to read some social commentary from uh, the 50s and 60s and 70s and see that the issues that they had 
are still here today and we're still yeah. fighting the same thing in a lot of ways. And that, yeah. that's sad in a lot of ways, but at the same time, it gives you insight into stuff. So any of those guys. Yeah. My son, Blake, who's 25, loves reading. I mean, the guy devours books and he just got his first story uh, close to being published here. He got accepted, but he's always told me, you know, Hemingway was one of his favorites. And I write a blog every week and I always try to think, how would Hemingway say this? Because that guy could put a sentence together with the least oh. amount of, of words and make it so impactful. It's amazing. So that's an awesome book. Glad you're going back and reliving some youth. I've been doing the same thing because a lot of those books I, I kind of skipped over. I was out surfing all the time. So uh, I, I try yeah. to get my head back into that. Yeah, learn a little bit more. Well, I'll remind our listeners, you can find all these awesome resources that Kyle has shared on his very own show notes page on the Cars yeah website. Just go and type in Kyle Petty in the search bar and that page will pop right up. Okay, Kyle, we are up to the checkered flag. And this last question could be a bit of a doozy. Today, I'm going to buy you any cool collector car, vintage race car, any cool ride that you want, but there's some rules to this little game. You can't sell it to fund your charities or buy a bunch of other toys with. You have to drive it. No garage queens allowed, but I don't think that's a problem for you. But here's the kicker. It's the only cool collector car you can have in your garage. So what can I buy you? Okay, so it can't be a garage queen. I've got to use it, uh, yep. but it's the only oh, it's the only antique car I'm going to have, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Something, yeah. something special, yeah. Okay, 59 El Camino. It's not a pickup, and it's not a car, but it thinks it's both. So <laughs> I, I can get my stuff done in both of it. It's got those little, it's got those nice tail fin wings. It's got the wraparound windshield yeah. that is bad to the bone that they put in, in the 59 Chevy. Uh, yeah. It's got a cool little hood and the, and the nice headlights and stuff. So it incorporates that transition from the round cars of the 50s to the modernistic cars of the early 60s. Uh, yeah. which are the forerunners of, of some of the stuff we saw in the 70s and the 80s. But, so I'm going to go 59 El Camino just because it covers a lot of area. Okay, and just to augment this a little bit, because I am talking to Kyle Petty, what kind of engines going to be in that 59? In this day and time with fuel prices, I'm going to go with the uh, with, with just a little, <laughs> with a little Chevy engine. I'm not going with anything big. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay, that's okay. That's okay. You know, we've all aged a little bit, so time to I maybe slow have. down. Yeah. No need to go really fast in an old car like that anyway, because it's so cool. It's just cool. So nice. I love that. Well, Kyle, you've taken me on a fun time around the track today. I knew this would be a blast. Really enjoyed getting to know you better. I want to thank you for sharing an incredible life that you've lived and are still living, enjoying, and most importantly, giving back. Could you offer our listeners one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that 59 El Camino? Yeah, man. Every day is a new day. Uh, tell somebody you love them, hug somebody you love, and live life to the fullest. That's all I've got to say. I love it. I love it. I took an extra day after a busy week last week and uh, spent the day with my mom and my sister yesterday down, down in Southern California. So I took your advice a day early, but I appreciate that very much. What's the best way, again, for our listeners to learn about Victory Junction and the Kyle Petty Charity Rides Across America and pull out their wallet and help? Just go to, to Victory Junction dot org or to kylepettycharityride.com and whichever way you go if you go to the cherry ride page it links direct to, to victory junction you go to victory junction it links direct uh to the charity ride page so either one of those and help send the kids to camp and change a kid's life absolutely anything can help and anything can change a young person's life please 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 help this charity this organization this is absolutely spectacular Hey, Kyle, thanks for calling in. I know you're a busy guy. Thanks for being so generous 
with your time, your expertise, and for sharing your experiences with the Cars Yow listeners. Until you and I talk again, buddy, I'll see you down the road. Thank you for having me. I, I really, really appreciate it. Thank you for all you do and look forward to seeing you somewhere. All right, my friend. You take care as well. See ya. You take care of your cars, but who takes care of your investments? Tune-ups aren't just for engines. Updating your financial plan is important, too. Your GPS may take you from A to B, but it won't help you on the road to financial freedom. For that, you need a good co-pilot and a very trusted advisor. Chris Kimball, CFP, is just the man for the job. He'll guide you down that road without driving you crazy. For over 25 years, Chris has helped people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. With a master's degree in financial services, he is eminently qualified, and he's a car guy too. Learn more at chrisvkimble.com or call 866-ON-A-PLAN. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member FINRA SIPC. CK Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah.